Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the first episode of the Critical Chef Podcast. My name is Kelvin Cedeno, and I am the Critical Chef. Now, if you are listening to this podcast, I just want to say thank you very much for tuning in, for taking the time to listen to me. You know, I know everybody's very busy and they got a lot of things to do, but the idea that somebody took the time to download this, stream this, and actually think and listen to my opinion is something that I greatly appreciate. I want to say thank you to all my friends who supported, all my family who supported, and anybody who's new that is supporting. Thank you very much and welcome to the Critical Chef table and the Critical Chef family. Now, the reason why I'm called the Critical Chef is because I am by trade a critical thinker, a free thinker, and I am also a certified chef, which means that if you ever spent time with me, that means that you would get a delicious meal and a thought-provoking conversation dealing with a myriad of topics and anything in between. People who know me and people who have spent a lot of time with me understand that I see the world from a very, very, very different way, different lens. I see things from all angles. I am a rabid researcher, a rabid reader, and I question everything and try to understand everything as much as possible, as deep as possible. Because to question everything is to be human. To try to understand and gain knowledge is the quest of being human. And to aspire to learn higher knowledge is the greater gift in humanity. I am somebody who believes that there is no reason why somebody cannot have two separate ideologies or two conflicting ideologies and hold them in their mind and think of them as nothing is true. I am somebody who believes that ideology is dangerous, that you should never tie yourself to anything and you should only look for one thing, which is the truth. Now, is there a truth? Yes, there is always a truth. There is your truth, their truth, the truth, and everything in between. And it is your responsibility as a person, as a human being, oh, sorry about that, and a sovereign citizen to take the time to understand these things, to understand these concepts, to learn these things, to figure out exactly what it is that's going on in your reality, in your society. And that is what this podcast is about, is that we will take a true look a real look, a deep dive into things and understand why certain things occur, why things are a certain way, or even try to understand things that we do not understand. Because if you approach life with the ideology that you know that you don't know everything, you, my friend, will learn and you will be as knowledgeable as possible until the day that you die. But if you walk around with a closed mind, thinking that everything that is told to you, taught to you, spoken to you, said to you, sang to you, shown to you is the truth, then you, my friend, will be an empty husk, just following everything that everybody believes. Now, this episode and all episodes going forward will pertain to things that have come up in conversation that my friends have discussed with me that I've seen online or that 
are happening in society. And this is why I use those four terms, which is, you know, life, politics, philosophy, and the universe, because for me, those are all encompassing about everything that goes on in our world. Now, I don't really have a set time frame for the podcast. It might be short, it might be long, but it really depends on the topic and how concise and how thoughtful my thoughts are. But I will say that you will always get the best, deepest, most contextual and information deep thought processes from me. I'm not here to give bullshit. I'm not here to give anybody bullshit. I'm here to give you the most honest, realist, raw, and unfiltered take. But at the same time, it will be the most honest, raw, and honest, and respectful take. Uh, the one thing I will say is that I'm not here to disrespect anybody. I don't believe in disrespecting people. I don't believe in hurting people. I don't believe in making fun of people. I don't believe in making people in, uh, you know, uncomfortable. I believe in presenting the facts as I have found, and I believe in discussing these things the way that I have seen them. So, you know, without further ado, I would say that this episode probably calls for my favorite dish, which is, you know, a nice steak, some asparagus, maybe some sautéed mushrooms, a nice little bed of kale, throw some roasted tomatoes on there too because I love roasted tomatoes, pour yourself a stiff drink, particularly a whiskey, you know, if you got a cognac, that's fine too, none of that white that white liquor, like tequila, margaritas, that's, that's no good, and just relax, enjoy, take your time, and as always, you know, think critically. Please, always think critically. Now, the topic of today's conversation is a topic that's come up a lot around my circles. Um, if you don't know me, I'm married. I have two kids. I have a dog who I consider my daughter. And a lot of the people that I know are single. A lot of the men I know are single. A lot of the women I know are single. A lot of people I know, a lot of people I meet are single. And, you know, eventually this thing started to bother me because I'm like, why is everybody single? Why is everybody single? Why is everybody single? And I started to realize why. I started to see patterns. I started to understand why um, this, is, this was occurring. Why women would say things like men ain't shit or why men would say things like women are trash or why women would say that all the good men are taken or why men would say that there's nothing but holes left. And those are very basic ways to think about things. Those are very simplistic, you know, carnal ways to think about things. Because what you're doing is just putting the blame on the other gender, which in my opinion is the stupidest thing you can do. Because nothing is always one side. There's always two sides to something and there's always four sides to everything. The universe, the world, runs in dualities. It runs in triples. It runs in quadruples. So for you or for anybody to take something and delve it down to one reason is complete bullshit. And that is what we will be doing this today, is that we will be approaching this issue from about five angles. 
And I'm not going to mention them right now, all five. I'm just going to go one by one by one and explain what I see, what I think, what I've seen that is the reason of why women are single, why men are quote-unquote trash, and why nobody wants to be committed or wants to date each other. And the first thing I want to discuss is toxic feminism. Now, I support um, feminism, the positive feminism, not toxic feminism. Feminism. If anybody were to ask me if I was a feminist, I would say no. I'm more of an egalitarian because I think feminism is anti-men. But that's for another day. I'm going to discuss toxic feminism because that is the negative side of femininity and the things that it has caused. And it's one of the things that is leading up to this reason why women are single and why men suck. And this is, you know, something that's a past issue that's been carried down to our generation and is now being seen in the present. Now, toxic feminism is something that you see in society nowadays where it creates issues about things that aren't an issue. And it allows the female or the woman to constantly be a victim, which is not okay because women are not always the victim, just like men are not always the victim and men are not always the aggressor and a woman is not always the aggressor. Nobody can be something always of the time. You know, toxic feminism also creates an ideal of equality of men and women. When in reality, men and women are not equal and that is okay. And the reason that men and women are not equal is because men and women equal each other. The things that I lack in my abilities, my wife picks up for, and the things that my wife lacks in her abilities is what I pick up for. And her and I have an understanding that we are not the same. And that's okay. Now, I'm not saying that men and women, one is less than the other, because that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that men and women are not the same. Men and women are not equal. And that is okay. And we can see this in many, 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 many instances. Uh, body composition, you know, physical ability. Men are stronger than women. Men are faster than women. Men are more physically gifted than women because of body composition. But a woman's body composition allows her to do things like be more flexible, give birth, carry a child, bounce back from carrying the child. Women, on average, are smarter than men. Women mature faster than men. Women are more emotionally mature than men. And these things are okay. But when there is a thought process in society where it is pushed that a man and woman are the same, this causes women to not understand the fact that differences amongst genders are necessary 
for compromise and relationships to work. So if you do not understand that a man is different from you and that a man will behave differently from you, you will obviously not be able to comprehend that man's actions because you would apply your thought process to that man and vice versa. And that does not work, right? Another factor of toxic feminism is that it does not allow women to be women. And what I mean by that is that the things that women are characterized by as women are what we call stereotypes. And stereotypes exist for a reason because they do exist in society. These are seen as negatives. And having a negative stereotype, I mean, having a stereotype, whether it's positive or negative, does not make it not true because it is true. And when I say that women are not allowed to be women, is that certain things like a man holding the door, a man paying for a check, a man, you know, complimenting you on your makeup, on your hair, is seen as a negative. You know, a woman being able to cook, being domesticated, is seen as a negative. A woman taking care of her children at times can be seen as a negative. And when you start to strip femininity from women, plus you start to combine the idea that men and women are equal, which is not true, then you will automatically have issues between the two sexes. Because there is no longer a distinction between man and woman. And I'm not talking about one being greater than the other. I'm just talking about differences within those genders and within society with those genders. And I am not one to say that men should do this, that women should do this. Because I tell you right now, I can't do shit around the house. And what I mean by I can't do shit around the house is I can't do anything that has to do with being handy. But my wife is a fucking beast. She can't cook, but I can. And that has nothing to do with gender roles. That just has to do with skills and our differences. And we understand that. And that's why it works. Now, so when you have now a society where women are not allowed to be women, women see men as equals and not difference, right? What happens is, is you get a society where women start to essentially negate men, where they don't need men because a man is not her equal. There is no differences between them. I can do exactly what you do, which then causes issues, which when it comes to making the decision of being a single mother or staying in a relationship and working it out, the woman says, I'm done. And she becomes a single mother. Now, You know, as a minority, I would understand that there's many of us who grew up in single parent households and our mothers, God bless their souls, did a fantastic job. But that doesn't mean that it was right. Because to quote, you know, Andre 3000, an international player's anthem, he said, no man is an island, peninsula, maybe. And no man is an island and no woman is an island. And it is okay for somebody to to you know, need somebody. It is not okay for somebody to be alone, to do everything alone, because everybody needs help. Does not matter if you are a man or a woman, you need help. Now, single womanhood is pushed by feminism. It's supported by feminism. It's 
lauded by feminism when it shouldn't. Because when you look at studies, it says, most studies say that single motherhood has negative consequences. And single motherhood is something that has increased among educated women, which puts greater, which puts boys and young girls at greater risks for doing things that they shouldn't do, for failing in school, for ending up in jail system, doing drugs, falling to sexual abuse, and a whole bunch of other things that should not be celebrated, right? The other, you, you combine that with all these other factors. Because remember, all these things are all encompassing and they all combine, they continue to load and they continue to, you know, topple on top of each other. And I don't want women to think that I'm, that I'm coming at them because, you know, the men are going to get there soon. But you have all of these things. And what happens is you get a society where now the man is not an equal, the man is not an equal differential partner, but the man is now the enemy. Where 40% of our generation were born to single mothers. Where 80% of divorces in society, in American, and especially talking about American culture, are initiated by women. Because they quote unquote, right, like, they, like you hear the term, I can do all bad by myself. When in reality, you don't need to. And where there is a toxic positivity that falls within the toxic feminism that pushes women to say, Everything is okay when in reality it is not okay. Because it is not okay to be alone. It is not okay to be single in your late, later years. And it is not okay to bear the brunt of raising a child alone. And that falls for men and women. So now you take into account a society where women do not see men as equal or different where women do not respect men, where women are raising young women and young boys in a single-parent household, and a ideology that pushes a positivity on being alone. And what you end up getting is these things, these things that are seen by the young women in the world, reverberate and get pushed and continue to get pushed through society. And then what happens is, is that these things meet the other side of the coin, which is what we talk about as toxic masculinity, right? And the denial of masculinity. So when we talk about toxic masculinity, you know, we talk about masculinity that is used in the negative, which means that manhood is just based on strength, lack of emotion, dominance, and sexual domination. Which, if any you know, young man has a father in the household or has a father figure, he would find out that it is all complete bullshit. But when these things occur in society, that this man does not have a father figure, that this man is watching TV where these thought processes are pushed, you have a man who grows up believing that toxic masculinity is the reality that he needs to um, push, is the way that he needs to act. 
And all this does is create issues that the man begins to internalize his emotions, that the man, you know, pushes his problems to the most simplistic ways, and then this creates emotionally stunted and negative men who don't respect women, don't respect society, don't respect others, and don't respect themselves. Where there are studies that have proven that even men who believe in toxic masculinity fall to higher suicide rates, higher jail time, higher drug use, and essentially can be a cause of mental and physical health. And lastly, can lead to isolation. Isolation that can cause toxic behavior like hatred of women, masturbation, lack of socialization skills, and an inability to understand social cues, right? So you have toxic masculinity, which is the overarching ideology in men, which then eventually makes its way on campus to universities. And then you have a bunch of men who are taught that toxic masculinity is bad, which it is, but there is nobody teaching these men these young men, that there are positives to masculinity just like there are negatives. And when there is a denial of masculinity, you have what Time Magazine calls the crisis of masculinity within boys, where boys do not understand exactly what it means to be a man, to be a man in society, a man while dating, a man while being in a relationship, and a man while being married. They do not understand what they have to do, what they should do, what they want to do, or what how or how to do it, which fails them because in the long run, when they meet other women who have been failed by toxic feminism, all it does is create an issue. All it does is create a problem and all it does is create two people on separate wavelengths who cannot understand each other and therefore will never succeed to building anything than an empty sexual relationship that more than likely fulfills nobody. Right? So you combine this because we're not done yet, right? We got we got toxic femini- feminism. You got toxic masculinity and the denial of masculinity where men are taught that being masculine is wrong. You have toxic feminism where where women are taught that being a feminist or being feminine is wrong, right? And then you have the positives of femininity, which eventually can delve and become negative, right? So out of feminism came a wave of changes for women. Women were in school. Women were being educated at higher rates. Women were getting jobs. Women were out of the house. And just as women began to increase their education, increase their wages, increase their work, increase their buying power, increase their push for um, what what's the term for visibility in society men began a downward trend and I am not blaming women I'm saying this again I'm not blaming women I'm saying that there is a correlation 
but it's more than likely the fault of men, not necessarily the fault of women. And what happens is when you have women who are educated, women who work hard, who are career focused, they tend to forget about everything else. And what you see is women saying things, right? Like, there are no good men left. I can't find a man because I'm picky. I can't find a man because I'm focusing on my career. You know, I don't want to get intimate with anybody. I'm taking a break from relationships, meaning you're spending more time with single people, like your friends. And lastly, I'm too selfish to be in a relationship. And you see this and it begins a situation where the clock is ticking. And I'm not talking about biological clocks. I'm just saying the clock is ticking for these women to realize that this behavior is not helpful, but actually hurtful to their beliefs, to their, to their wants, to their needs. And on top of all these things, women, they start to set these unrealistic expectations. And then what happens is you have what is called an inability to compromise, where the woman who is successful, beautiful, amazing, does not believe that she should compromise nor change anything about herself because the man should accept her as is because she is successful and amazing. And I don't blame women for not wanting to date men because even these men have issues, right? 64% of millennials of our age bracket, let's say 25 to 35, are single. The divorce rate in the United States is 50%. So why would you want to do all of this to get divorced? You know, it's, it's a 50% shot. You don't want to do that, right? But also you have women who, because they're so successful, who, because they are so smart, who because are doing so well in life, they lack abilities to do other things. You know, it's like that meme where you see where it's like all women nowadays know how to do is twerk, eat hot chip, and watch Netflix, right? That's that's a very base level way of demeaning women and saying that women have no other skills. But you can ask yourself and you can ask other people how many successful, beautiful women that you know can cook? How many beautiful, successful women that you know don't really know how to clean. How many beautiful, successful women you know are emotionally immature? You know, can't tell themselves that they're wrong. Can't bring themselves to believe that somebody is telling them no. You know, and this is not, like I said, I'm not attacking women because men are going to get this as well. But realistically, how many people do you know like this? And you will more than likely be able to count on way more fingers than you have. You know what I'm saying? You know, then you get to the woman and their ego and you combine that with these men who have been products of a denial of masculinity. These men who were raised in single parent households or maybe toxic households where the male figure was not the best where they were raised on video games, they were raised, you know, being coddled, raised by helicopter parents, raised by mami haciéndolo todo, and you get these non-confident men. And you've seen them, you know, you go out to the bar, and the bar's full of single women, and you know, ladies, this is for you, you know, you're out with your single friends, and there's a bunch of single guys, 
And these single guys do nothing all night. They don't go up to nobody. No hablan con nadie. Don't go up to nobody. Don't say nothing. But they dance with themselves. They dance within each other. They talk within each other. And they don't say anything to anybody. And a, first, a woman's first thought is going to be like, yo, is these guys, is these, you know, these dudes gay? No, it's not that they're gay. It's that they lack confidence. It's that they don't understand how to be a man. They don't understand how to be a man without engaging and delving into toxic, self-destructive, emotionally immature behavior. Right? And there is an article by Stephen Schramm in it was written in the Guardian newspaper. And Mr. Stephen Schramm said it best. And I think he said, here's the main point. We have a generation of fragile boys because we've had at least six or seven decades of steadily increasing fatherless, fatherlessness, burgeoning divorce rates, single mother homes, and children born out of wedlock. It is nothing less than the bastardization of American culture. The challenge is that there is no foundation on which to build a movement of support, guidance, and respect for men who are confronting outdated notions of masculinity. A hopeful and positive future for men and women living in a gender-equal world requires that we also acknowledge the crisis that many young men are facing and that we invest in solutions. So what we have is a bunch of weak men Sad men, childish men who don't understand what it truly is to be a man. What it truly is to be macho in a positive way. So where the point is where men, and you've seen this a lot, they say, well, you know, I've convinced myself that it's okay to be alone. Right? Or I'm going to avoid women because these hoes be wild. You know, a.k.a. These women are toxic or me too, where they are afraid to get a sexual harassment charge, which is not the case. Or they're just emotionally immature where they don't know how to have a deep conversation. They lie a lot. They're very defensive. They have commitment issues. And last but not least, they hold grudges, meaning they're petty, right? And and all these things with being petty and holding grudges and having commitment issues and being defensive, these are things that have been normalized in society, that are things that are equal on both sides. And, and, and you'll see this, right? And it's even gotten to the point where it's gotten so bad that these younger men are dating older women because the older women just expect less. Because younger women have higher expectations. Because younger women, you know, have certain needs that these young men are not man enough to provide. And, you know, that's a tough situation. It's a very, very tough situation for both sides, for single women for single men, because they are being failed by the systems that taught them. They're being failed by the people who raised them. And they're being failed by society who's telling them that these behaviors are okay. Right? Now, these things, in my opinion, would be very easy to fix. Right? But we have something nowadays, or multiple things, that I have to call these external factors. Right? Now, what am I talking about? talking about social media, I'm talking about porn, and I'm talking about media. Our generation, my generation right now, is what I like to call the, we are the age, we, we are the, the children of the digital age, we grew up in the internet era, we were raised in the internet, we saw it when it went from uh, 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 
to the shit we got now. Three, you know, I got 300 megabytes in my house, which is insane, right? My kids are downstairs playing Fortnite. One is playing Roblox. I'm streaming audio. This is insane, the stuff that we have here, right? And what happens is, is that it is so easy to quit. You can quit like that, like this, snap a finger. When you deal with somebody, because everybody is a DM or swipe away from being replaced. And when you have people who are emotionally stunted, meeting each other, dealing with each other, having sex with each other, whenever there's an issue, rather than actually sit down, discuss, fix it, and get with each other and figure out a common issue, what do they do? They fight. They, 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 they fight and they walk away. And you just go back on Instagram, you go back on Tinder, you go back on whatever site you want, and you find somebody else. And you start the same cycle over, and you start to think that it's the other person's fault, when in reality, it's both your fault. And we see this also in sex, where the prolification of porn, where there's so much fucking porn, where I can go on my phone right now, and there are hundreds of thousands of videos that I can watch whatever I want, where women and men begin to just get hooked on porn, hooked on masturbation to the point that it stunts them sexually. They can't get erections. They can't get off. They can't be sexually open. They don't, they don't, they don't understand how to have sex, right? You, you hear women where they have sex with a guy. He just puts her in doggy and just pounds away. It's because that man wasn't taught. That man doesn't understand. He wasn't told. He learned from porn, which once again sets these un- realistic expectations in their head. Just like women who watch porn have unrealistic expectations in their head. You know, you can have sex and a man is not always going to make you come. And if it happens once, maybe twice, okay, that's understandable. That's fine. But if it becomes a consistent thing, then you got to talk to homeboy. You got to tell him something. You got to have a conversation with them. You got to let them know. And it's the same thing for you, gentlemen. If you failing this woman, where you come in in two minutes, or you not eating her out, or you just banging away and not doing what you got to do and not being thoughtful and not being kind, you got to figure it out. You got to talk to Shorty. You got to see where this is going and what are you going to do to make this situation work and not just quit and realize that I'm just going to go on Instagram and holler at a chick and hit up in the DMs and I'm going to lie my ass off. Because that's another issue. You have a society that is so stuck on social media, so stuck on just looking at the internet, so stuck on what's on an app that even when people go to bars, you've seen it, all these guys, all these women, they won't give you your number anymore. They want an Instagram. They want to see your profile. They want to DM you. They want to have the time to come up with a curated statement to make you feel some type of way, to make you think that things are going to go some type of way, to make you feel some type of way, to give you that little endorphin kick so that you can eventually just give up what you give up and nothing happens. And you end up empty, 
you end up toxic and you end up sitting in your room listening to 2011 Drake albums wondering why everybody sucks right and 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 and, and this is the thing where it's not oh, I'm going to blame women it's not I'm going to blame men it's where both part both people both genders both sides are failing the other and if we as a society don't start to realize this all it's going to do is get worse you're going to have more single parent households you're going to have more children born out of wedlock you're going to have more emotionally stunted and underconfident men. You're going to have more overconfident and emotionally stunted women. You're going to have more people falling into toxic positivity where they believe that it's okay to be alone when it's not. And you're just going to have a society of 30 to 40 year olds who are single and don't know anything about being in a relationship, figuring things out, fixing things, trying things, and taking it where it needs to go. Because if you are not able to kill your ego as a man or woman and realize what it is that you need to do to make yourself the best person possible so that you can be with somebody else and that somebody else can be the best person possible so that they can be with you, then you will just continue to live in a cycle of loneliness and a cycle of failure. You know, and, and like I said, this is one of the things that I've, you know, had discussions with, with people that I know and I've had discussions with family and, you know, people that I've just met randomly that have all told me the same thing. But at the end of the day, you know, if you continue to just take things and put them at a base level and not understand that these are systematic, problematic issues that have been handed down to your gender from prior generations or from the generations that were responsible for teaching you, you will begin to just go down a road that is not going to be helpful for your mental, physical, and spiritual health. And, you know, I just want to say, if you enjoy what I had to say today, if you enjoyed what I spoke about, if you enjoyed the topic that I covered today, thank you for listening. Uh, please like, subscribe, follow, share, push, you know, copy clips, paste, do whatever you want to do and let everybody know that you were a guest and that you were part of the chef table, that you sat down and had an amazing, beautiful conversation where these ideas flowed and that you learned something new. See you next week.